you're in the right place. The place where you can learn to improve your health and achieve wellness naturally. You're in the right place. This is Naturally Speaking, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. Welcome to Naturally Speaking. You're here with the Institute of Natural Health. We're in the Caldi's Coffee studio today. Mmm, Caldi's Coffee, delicious. Mm. I'm Dr. Seth Gerlach. Here with me is Mr. Bacon, Dr. T.J. Williams. The one and only. And Miss Erin Flynn. All right, guys. For those of you who didn't hear our last show, we talked a lot about bacon, and I love it, and it's delicious and nutritious, just to fill those of you in. Yes, it is very much so. So the healthcare system today is broken. So we're here as kind of your personal health detectives. We want to be your guiding light and all this. We want to give you the tools you need to really take control of your health. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, then we're going to introduce the rest of your hosts here. So starting when I was a teenager, I was really sick. I had so many different problems. I had been to dozens of different doctors, was on multiple medications, and just did not feel well. After all that, you know, I, I really got involved in natural health care. Went to chiropractic school, got a diplomate in internal diagnosis, and really turned my health around. And now it's I feel great, and it's I'm so excited. I want to share this with everyone else. So here, Dr. TJ... Can you tell us a little bit about yourself here? Sure. I uh, went in school forever. I uh, have a couple doctorates. I have a Ph.D. I have a chiropractic degree as well, board-certified chiropractic internist. And really, it all boils down to I do this job because I love it. I love watching people regain their health, and there's there's just some excitement to watching people become who they really want to be rather than who they may be now, which is going from sick to well. It's just fantastic. And watching those people get excited and be in the clinic and just come in with smiles on their faces, it's just a lot of fun. And with us also is Miss Erin Flynn. She's our voice of reason. The lovely and talented and beautiful Erin Flynn. She keeps us on track, mostly. (laughs) And I just ask a lot of questions. Um, I am not a doctor, so I am following along with the rest of you. But I am really excited about today's show, which is on the thyroid, because that is something that I've had a lot of problems with, like many of you out there. So um, I'm going to follow along with the rest of you and hope to learn some things for myself. And and we're going to get her to chip in and tell a little bit of her story, too. That'll be exciting. (laughs) It will be fun. So there's a lot of preconceptions out there about the thyroid, and hopefully we can clear some of those up today. Uh, today we're going to ha- we'll go over how to recognize symptoms and see if you have a thyroid problem, uh, what lab tests to run to really get to the root of these and diagnose these, and steps you can take at home if you have a thyroid problem or think you do have a thyroid problem. So stick with us. It's going to be a full show. On the next segment, we'll talk about what the thyroid does. You're listening to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking, from the Institute of Natural Health on KTRS. Welcome back to Naturally Speaking. We're talking thyroid today. Fun, fun topic. So first we're getting into the jobs of the thyroid. What does it actually do? 
does a lot of things. That's true. So it does a lot of things. One thing I tell people it is the thyroid's kind of the spark plug of the body. So it, it kind of sets the metabolism for the entire body, which is kind of cool. Other things it really does, it helps maintain body temperature. So a lot of times people come in, they're like, I am always cold. You know, well, we need to look at your thyroid most likely, make sure that's up to up to par. It helps regulate growth, and it also affects our brain chemistry. So it affects how we make new brain cells. It is really fascinating. But TJ, you got a couple more points on the thyroid, don't you? I, I kind of do. I, I tend to tell people a little bit different story about the thyroid. I say that thyroid really just reacts to what else is going on in the body. It all by itself, without any input, the thyroid is not really going to do anything. It's reacting to what's going on in you. And so if you've got too much of something, the thyroid reacts. If you've got too little of something, the thyroid reacts. So it's really reactive and is more of a slave to the body than it is like out there actually doing something on its own. That's a good point. Uh, I was going to go through how the thyroid actually works because there's a lot of different hormones in play here. And some of you guys may have heard of some of these. I'll try to put it into perspective on how it all works. So initially, the brain, and there's a couple different parts in the brain called the hypothalamus and the pituitary. They work together to control a lot of functions in our body, the thyroid just being one of them. So think of those guys as an air traffic controller. And so they detect when we have thyroid hormone levels in our body, and they tell us if it's too much, they slow the thyroid down. If we don't have enough, it speeds the thyroid up. Really cool. So these things communicate to the thyroid via a hormone called TSH. A lot of you have probably heard of that because that's what a lot of doctors test when they're testing for thyroid dysfunction. Pretty interesting. We'll get into more on that later. Well, after the thyroid gets signaled by TSH, it makes a couple hormones. One's called T4. One's called T3. Pretty easy to remember. So... T3 is way more active than T4. So we need a lot of T3 to really uh, use properly for all of our cells for energy. So in order to get <clears throat> to, in order to work in the body, T4 has to get converted. It has to get converted into T3. And this conversion, folks, this is where a lot of problems start to come into play. Go in, go ahead, Seth. I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. I just this is where this conversion from T4 into T3 from an inactive form into an active form. This is where the problems are laying. Right. And the two biggest places where this converts are one in the liver and two in the gut. Liver and gut. Yep. And for those of you who've listened to our show before, we talk a lot about gut and gut health and this is Part of why They're, the thyroid is relying on our gut being healthy and being able to convert these hormones. It's relying on our liver to be healthy, to be able to convert these hormones and so our, to, our, to a form that our body can actually utilize and make us as healthy as we can be. Yeah, so it is possible that you could have a problem in your liver or a problem in your gut, which makes your thyroid not work correctly. It's crazy. That's that's exactly right. And the, what we've what we see is a lot of a lot of people come to us with thyroid issues, and they're treating their thyroid, but the problem is somewhere else. It's hanging out in their gut, or it's hanging out in their liver, and those are the issues that need to be addressed. And if those things are taken care of, 
the thyroid just kind of balances itself out because, like I said before, the thyroid is just reacting to things going on in the body. Erin's got her hand up again. She's got a question. Well, I when you say that people are being treated for thyroid, what does that mean? Is that a medication again? A lot of times, yeah, it, it is. The People get their TSH ran, and the TSH is a brain hormone. It's not a thyroid hormone. It is a hormone from the brain, like Dr. Seth said, that is telling our thyroid how to work. I, I, talk, I think about it like a, a volume knob on a stereo. So if we have too little thyroid hormone, our volume knob gets turned up to tell in our brain to tell our thyroid, make more hormone. And then if we have too much of that, then the volume knob turns down and our brain says, make less hormone. So that's what's going on. It's, it's a volume control knob. And so we're looking at the volume knob but that's not where the trouble is. I mean, if you're looking at a stereo and you don't have sound coming out of your speakers and you've already checked the volume knob and it's fine, well, where's the other issue? Is it a connection? Is it, you know, somewhere else that's the problem is is gone awry? Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I think so. Um, but I guess I'm just thinking from my own experience that it's my understanding that TSH does not always in tell you if you have a thyroid problem, right? That's that's right. That's exactly right. And you, as as you know, and for our listeners out there, Aaron has some very firsthand experience about thyroid function, and we are definitely going to get into that in a little bit. Um, the thyroid, most people get put on thyroid medication, and no one's looking at if their gut is dysfunctional or if their liver is dysfunctional. It just, it's forgotten about. And sometimes you could have, well, we'll get into this later, but you could have perfectly normal labs and still have some kind of thyroid problem too. Because the a lot of doctors are not running. It's not that they can't or they don't know how to. It's that they're, the system is set up to not allow them to run all the appropriate lab work that needs to be run to really get a complete full look. You know, your experience has told you. I mean, why don't you tell people about what it was like when you were – trying to figure out what was wrong with you. Um, yeah, and I will focus on the thyroid because if I went into everything, we would be here for but, many hours. That is true. Um, but it's it just, um, from the thyroid aspect, I had not been feeling well for a while, and I every time I would tell my doctor, they would test my TSH and say, your TSH is fine, you're normal. And finally, I, you know, I kept pushing and saying something isn't right, and... They said, well, you know, there are, you know, more extensive tests, but you're going to have to go to an OBGYN who will do like it's like a fertility test, but it's blood work. And so I got that done, which was a more thorough thyroid test. Um, But then when I got those results, the doctor said, yeah, no, actually, you are fine. Um, It wasn't until I later took those tests to the Institute of Natural Health and said, this is what, you know. They showed, and it's fine, and they said, well, and this is my understanding, so you correct me if I'm wrong, that um, it was not a full-blown problem yet, and the labs at this point were many years old, so, I mean, I, I was actually to the problem, but when the tests were ran, that I was, my TSH was on the very high range of normal, 
and my teeth okay t3 was really high or low but i thought then t4 was low so i thought i had normal t3 but i was not converting it so they're like clearly because your tsh is on the high end that you're working really hard and you're barely able to make any t4 so while everything was within medical range of normal which is a an extremely wide range i was anyone you know or at least them looking at it could tell that by the time i you know made it in to see them i was going to be um having huge problems because i was definitely not my thyroid was not working the way that it should sure and to simplify what she just said (laughs) (laughs) basically she had a conversion issue with thyroid hormones. So all of her labs looked normal, but they were on the opposite ends of the spectrum of normal range. So they were right at the edge of being abnormal. And anyone who was just paying attention to her symptoms and looking at really what was going on could see that something was wrong. So we took it another step, if you don't mind me sharing this, we took it another step and tested for autoimmune thyroid condition. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? She had raging autoimmune thyroid. And all of her labs were perfectly normal. This is a big deal because there are a lot of people out there that think, you know what, I'm sick, I don't feel well, I can't sleep, I'm cold all the time, I'm gaining weight, there's there's definitely something wrong. What is it? And all we did was look at the next level of testing, and no one was willing to run that test for her. Well, and part of the problem, from my understanding, and again, you know, I am certainly not the expert here, but part of my problem, I believe, was that I also had some gut issues going on. And so I was very underweight, which made them, you know, when they would look at my TSH and they would say, well, you know, you're not hyperthyroid. Um, so they really didn't think it was an issue. I think if I come in and I was obese, they would be more concerned with it. But they were thinking, you know, no, actually, you're fine. When, as it turned out, I was hypothyroid. My thyroid wasn't really working. But because I had these gut issues, I wasn't actually absorbing nutrients from any of the food I was eating. So it, there were multiple problems going on. That's right. And a lot of this comes back to... The doctors were seemingly trying to treat the labs and forgetting the person. And something that we like to pride ourselves on at the Institute of Natural Health is we treat the person, and when we make the person well, all the other things just seem to go away. Now, now Seth's got his arm up over there. He's got something. That's that's a great story, Aaron. And we see patients like this all the time. So we're going to have to take a quick break here, but when we come back, I want to hear the end to Aaron's story see how she's doing now, and find out some of the symptoms of thyroid dysfunction. So stick with us. You're listening to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. You're in the right place. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking. The show that teaches you how to achieve wellness naturally on KTRS. Welcome back. You're with the Institute of Natural Health on Naturally Speaking. Before we went to break, we were talking with Erin Flynn about her health journey here with her thyroid struggles. So let's go back to her, Erin. So what were the steps What are the steps that you took, and how are you doing now? 
Well, um, I'm doing great now, actually. Um, as far as the steps, I can tell you a little bit about it. Um, but actually, the two of you are probably going to be able to uh, probably explain better exactly what you did and what um, what the treatments were. Um, I think it's important to explain kind of where I was. Um, I'm 5'6". I was struggling to stay over 80 pounds. So I was extremely, um, had extremely low weight. And I know I always stress here that I'm not a doctor, but I do have a law degree in my MBA. And I was, you know, working a full-time job. And she just, she just threw in there, I have a law degree and an MBA. Did y'all hear that? She, she just kind of slid that right in there. Really sly, like we're gonna call her out on that. Not let her, uh, not let that slide. Right. Well, I have uh, no medical folks. knowledge. She's really smart, folks. <laughs> but I, um, I actually took time off from practicing because I knew something was majorly wrong, and I needed to figure it out. And for any of you, those of you out there who have had thyroid problems, you understand that um, your brain just doesn't seem to function like it should. And I kept saying that and, you know, the other attorneys I practiced with would say, you seem fine. Everything, you know, your work is still good. And but I knew that things were different. I think you can just tell your thinking is somewhat cloudy. And I became, you know, really scared that there would be a mistake if I didn't get, you know, the problem figured out. And so she was second guessing herself, folks, that we've heard this. Many times, that's that's really what was going on. She was just second-guessing her work and what she was thinking about doing because she just wasn't quite sure. She had lost that edge that she felt that she had before she started having all well, these problems. And it's, it's terrifying if you have a job where you rely on your brain and you, you know, I had all my life through school and then through practicing, and then all of a sudden you know that your brain is not working the way that it has before. And so while it wasn't obvious to anyone around me, I knew and I knew 100% that there was something going on and I just didn't know what the problem was. And so when, you know, I kept pressing for these thyroid tests and so when I found the Institute of Natural Health and they were able to, you know, look at things and say, okay, it ends up you have more than just a thyroid problem. There are multiple problems going on here. So um, maybe the two of you can kind of talk about. Sure, I'll, I'll talk for just a second. So when when we figured it out and, and noticed that, yes, we have autoimmune thyroid condition going, we said, all right, well, we know that when you have one autoimmune condition, it's much more likely that you have a second or a third or a fourth. And Aaron's lucky enough to have three, and over over time we will get to all of those. Um, and there, she's getting much better and has improved dramatic dramatically. I think that's a new <laughs> word. I just invented a new word, ladies and gentlemen. I'll Aaron, take write credit. that down. Write it down. Yeah. Dramatically. No, I'll use that. Yeah. I'm so excited. Um, it was it was massive improvements, and so we we just really started treating the person and said, all right, these are the things that we have to do. The autoimmune condition, the first step we're going to do is we're going to do food sensitivity testing. And guess what? She had tons of foods that she would was eating that were not healthy for her. 
and you've heard us talk about this and harp on this before, that just because a food is a health food doesn't mean it's healthy for you. Now, how, how difficult was it for you, Aaron, to switch your diet to be able to follow the, the foods that you should be eating versus the foods that you weren't? I think a lot of people out there think that it's really scary and really daunting, and I, I don't really think it was for you. I just I want you to express how that was for you. Um, yeah, and I, a couple of things, actually, because I do first want to point out that I had had a food sensitivity test done before I went to the Institute of Natural Health, and it was a much smaller number of foods. It was basic. And so I did find, when I went to see them, I did know that I had some food sensitivities, and I had had to cut a lot of things out, um, but the real improvements did not come until I found out all of the foods that I was sensitive to because it turned out that I was even cutting out the smaller number. There were still a lot more things that I was eating on a daily basis that were causing me problems. We, we like to tell people you, you, you can't expect 100% of the results if you only do 10% of the test. And basically that's what she had was about 10% of the test compared to what we run in our clinic. Yeah, and I mean, I there is a bit of a hesitation because I'm thinking, okay, that's one test I've already had, you know, that has already been run. But I am so happy that I had the test ran because it that really changed things dramatically. And I will say, I there was a large number of foods that I was not able to eat. I my diet really it was a dramatic change, but I can't say that it was difficult. I think if you get to the point where you know that there's a problem and you are feeling really bad, I really, they could have said, you know, you have to eat chalk for the rest of your life and that's it. That's all you get. I would have been like, all right, <laughs> that's fine. I'll whatever, do whatever you want. <laughs> whatever it takes to feel better. So what are, what are the, what's the biggest food do you miss? What do you have to cut out? Um, well, gluten, I have celiac, so that, and that's a big one. Um, and Yeast has been a difficult one because there are gluten-free breads and things that um, are full of yeast. <laughs> they are full of yeast. Um, yeah, and there it's funny because some vegetables have been difficult too, just because it was they happen to be what I was used to eating, and so you do have to change things around. But it's amazing how many different foods there are in the world that we are not used to eating. I remember when I got the first test done that were just, you know, a smaller number of foods and I had told my parents, you know, I can't eat these things. And they're like, what can you eat? I mean, basically like, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in a small town and we ate a lot of the same things over and over. And basically it was what I had always eaten is that's what I was allergic to. Um, because it was, you know, not just gluten, but oats and rice and corn and all of, you know, a lot of your basic foods that are in everything. And so. Um, but she didn't lose bacon, folks. She did yeah, not lose bacon. Bacon has never made the Great. list. <laughs> yes. Great. Um, so I think that's an important thing that just because, you know, even if you have a large number of foods that you aren't able to eat, there are so many foods in this world and that are available to you that you can still have a really diverse diet and really good tasting foods, um, regardless of what your food sensitivity is. One, one last question here before we before we move on. 
how quickly after you started changing your diet did you start to notice improvements in your brain function and how you felt and things like that? Well, small caveat, I it did take me a little bit of time to I did not want to just throw out everything um, sure. because that's just the my frugal nature. And so I um you know, it was a few week process of me, you know, not buying the things that I normally bought, but finishing up what I had. I would say as soon as I was eating what I was supposed to, I, I probably a week and I could tell a huge difference. I mean, it was crazy how fast that happened. And so probably overall, it took a month just because it took me so long to, you know, clear some of those foods out of my diet. But I mean, that's pretty fast. It a was week. a very quick result. That, that is that is really fast. I mean, a week it, it We've seen that before. We've heard people, other people tell their stories just like that. Um, it, it doesn't take very long once you start realizing these are the foods that are healthy for me. These are the things that I should be eating. And so Seth's got his that's, arm up over that's there. Great. I was going to say food sensitivities are so imperative, and all of us in the clinic do these on ourselves, and we eat a particular diet. And We even have our interns. We have an intern in our clinic, and we made him do the food sensitivity test. It, yeah, it, we ruined his day one one day when we said, you know what, we're going to do a food sensitivity test on you because if you're going to be in this clinic, you need to be able to talk to people about your experience with it and let them know that it's not the end of the world. It's okay. It's all right. Everything will be fine, and you will feel better and be healthier. This kid's been on it for just a short period of time, and he's already noticing a difference. That's great. It's a huge change in overall health. I know we were, uh, we're going to talk about some symptoms, right? Yeah, yeah, let's okay. get into that. So some of the symptoms that we see, if there is some some sort of thyroid dysfunction going on, they can show up in a lot of different ways. And just because you have this symptom doesn't mean you have thyroid dysfunction. It means that you should probably get checked out. So one of the, some of the basic ones that we see are fatigue, weight gain, insomnia, uh, constipation, thinning hair, Brittle nails and, and brain fog, just like Aaron had talked about, too. Do you have anything to add there? She she had br- brittle nails. I remember her complaining about them. Really? Well, nobody wants – no woman wants brittle nails. That's right, but it's, it's a true. symptom. That's another <laughs> symptom that you had. Um, and talk, you you had some fatigue and wanted to sleep a lot, if I recall. Talk, well, talk I about had, that just a second. I had a, a lot of fatigue. And, again, I had mentioned before that I – was presenting with a lot of hyperthyroid symptoms. I was, you know, severely underweight and I was, there was nervousness, kind of anxiety and, um, and insomnia. But then on the same time, uh, I was extremely tired. So when I, even when I did sleep, I was, you know, it was really hard to get myself going. And so I definitely, you know, and I was hypothyroid and it, ended up that a lot of those hyperthyroid symptoms were the result of food sensitivities and not, they had absolutely nothing That's to wild. Do with my thyroid. Yeah, so we went over hypothyroid symptoms there. Some hyperthyroid symptoms, like Aaron talked about, it could be heart palpitations, it could be really nervous, increased pulse, uh, you, difficulty gaining weight, sweating, things like that. There's so many different things. Night sweats are a big one. Night sweats are a big big uh, red flag for us if someone is you know saying you know what i wake up in the middle of the night 
and I'm sweating like crazy. I've soaked my sh- shirt or my sheets. We're, we're going to be looking to figure out, you know, if you've got some thyroid issues that are going on there for sure. That's where the health detectives come in. Well, and I do want to say also, though, just like everything else, it could be a lot of different issues. Tons of right? different things. Because, you know, that's something that I suffered with as well, which, again, made it look like I was hyperthyroid. But the... You know, it wasn't actually connected to my thyroid. This reminds me, all this hyper-hypo talk reminds me of the Saturday Night Live skit with uh, back in the day where the little kid was the hyper-hypo. Remember I that? Seen that? Oh, my gosh, it was hilarious. Go I, YouTube it. I thought you were going to talk about Will Ferrell with uh, Cowbell. Oh, you, everybody needs more <laughs> Cowbell. Oh, all right. Well, that's a great point, Aaron, about so many things affecting the thyroid. When we come back, we're going to talk about all those things that can potentially affect the thyroid. So stick with us. This is Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. You're in the right place. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking. The show that teaches you how to achieve wellness naturally on KTRS. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Naturally Speaking. We're talking thyroid today. We're going to go over some things that affect the thyroid. So like we said before, it's never just the thyroid that's gone awry. It's usually something else in the body causing that to go crazy. Right, TJ? That's that's right. I, I always say it's never just the thyroid. Yep. So we're going to dive right in. Some of the things that really affect the thyroid can be, we talked a lot of, little bit about this before, is gut function. When If we have a leaky gut or if you've got some kind of infection in our gut that we don't even know about, or if our bad bacteria is overgrown, uh, it leaves us prone to inflammation and we can't convert these thyroid hormones. Now we've got problems. And remember, a lot of the thyroid hormone conversion takes place in the gut. So, Yep. Uh, adrenal problems. So our adrenals are there to bail us out when we're under stress. So if we're under stress all the time, those are going to get worn out which drags our thyroid down also. If our other hormones are out of balance, that's going to throw the thyroid hormones out of balance also. All, yeah, all of our hormones basically kind of work together um, in a way that if one is out of, out of whack, there are likely going to be others that are out of whack too. It's not just, oh, we just have this hormone that's a problem. If you have one, you have many. Um, it's, you know, I, I kind of... Use the cockroach re- reference. If you've got one cockroach in your house, you've got a colony. Um, you're you're going to have problems here too. If you've got one hormone out of out of balance, there's going to be others as well. Yeah, it's a symphony, and there's ways to test that also, which is pretty important. Another thing, foods can drive this too. We talked about foods earlier. Erin talked to us about her foods. Certain foods can drive inflammation. They can make the immune system mad to the point of our immune system attacking our own thyroid. So that's a big deal we need to look out for. So, so when I'm going to elaborate just a second. When our immune system is attacking our own thyroid, that's when we get into autoimmune thyroid. And for those of you out there who maybe never heard the term autoimmune before, autoimmune just means that our body is attacking ourself. We don't recognize ourself as friendly And so we go after and attack it. And when we're dealing with autoimmune thyroid, that just means that our immune system thinks that our thyroid is a foreign invader and it tries to attack it and kill it. Yep, great point. Another thing 
is toxins. This could be all kinds of different things. So we live in a toxic world. Our water is toxic, our air is toxic, and our food is toxic. Yes, our, our water is toxic, and those, for those of you who don't think so, just ask our, our neighbors to the north up in Flint, Michigan, wow, do they have some toxic water. Yeah, which is a, a point I wanted to talk about before with water. There's a lot of things in water, and there could be prescription medications in water and metals and all kinds of different stuff that really can affect the thyroid. Bugs, fluorine, chlorine. I mean, we can talk just a second here about uh, fluorine and chlorine being in water for I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a self-proclaimed nerd. For those of you who remember high school chemistry. Warning, periodic table coming. <laughs> and remember the periodic table of elements. We have a row on the right, toward the right-hand side that is called the halides, H-A-L-I-D-E-S, halides. Those, the, in this row are things like fluoride, chlorine, bromide, and iodine. And our thyroid utilizes iodine and a lot of it. And... It helps cleanse our blood. That's one of the jobs of the thyroid is to clean the blood a little bit and disinfect it kind of. But we have a higher affinity. Our thyroid wants to bind bromine if possible, and it wants to bind um, fluorine if possible and chlorine. And so when we put these things in our bodies and, and consume fluoridated and chlorinated water, that's just affecting our thyroid because it's affecting our iodine stores in our body. Yep, and I think that EPA has allowed over was it eighty thousand chemicals in our air, water, environment yeah. since World War II. Land, air, and sea. Yeah, that's wild. Exactly. Wild. Another thing is that one that people don't think about is infection. So there's usually an infection connection to thyroid problems, and it could be just a chronic virus that you have. It could be a parasite, things like that. And that's an, another thing. If if you still got problems. You may need to dig a little deeper, find out if there's a cause down there. That's right. We find lots of infections, yep. chronic infections in, in our clientele. And a lot of people, when we find them, they, they look at us. The very first thing they say is, how come I didn't know about this before? Well, no one looked before. That's all it really boils down to is no one checked. And that's what why we consider ourselves your personal health detectives, because we check. Okay, so... Because I don't actually know everything that you ran on me, can you um, kind of explain what things you do need to run to find out if someone has a thyroid issue? Oh, yeah, sure. You want to cover it or you want me to? Sure, I can can dive right in here. So a lot of times uh, doctors just test TSH. Um, That's not a really full picture of the thyroid. There's a lot of other things, a lot of other pieces to the puzzle. So I'm going to run through these here. See if you've had these ran. If not, it might be a good idea to find a doctor who will run these for you and know how to interpret them. So one is free T3. Another is free T4. Those are actually the uh, usable hormones from the thyroid. There's also T3 total and T4 total. That's what's spit out of the thyroid. That's just our total bound and unbound hormones there. Um, Thyroid binding globulin is another one. Uh, T3 uptake, T3 reverse, and TPO, TPA. That's a test to see if the body is actually trying to fight off its own thyroid. That's a really important one. Yeah, that's our autoimmune thyroid condition right there. And, you know... There's There was actually, just a week or so ago, in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article where they talked about if 
and I don't remember exactly because I don't have the article in front of me, but they were referring to are we as a medical system approaching the thyroid incorrectly? Are we doing enough by just testing TSH? And they actually list in the side of this article, they list those things that we just rattled off, all those free T3s and T4s and TSHs and TPOs and TPAs. They listed those things as tests that should be run on a thyroid if we're looking at a more complete picture. And just so you know out there, ladies and gentlemen, those are tests that we run on almost anyone, regardless. We run them on almost anyone because there are so many people that have a thyroid condition and they don't even know that they have a thyroid condition. That's great, TJ. And we can put that Wall Street Journal article on our Facebook page. You can find us at Naturally Speaking Radio on Facebook there. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to give you some tips to do at home if you've got a thyroid condition or you think you may have a thyroid condition. So come back. It will be lots of fun. This is Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. You're in the right place. You're listening to Naturally Speaking. Naturally Speaking, the show that teaches you how to achieve wellness naturally on KTRS. And we're back. This is Naturally Speaking. We're going over tips to do at home if you've got a thyroid condition or think you may have a thyroid condition. First and foremost, remove gluten and dairy. This is going to be extremely important. These are the number one offenders to the immune system in the gut. They drive it crazy, and they can literally make your body attack your own thyroid. So be sure to stay away from those. Another thing to stay away from would be plastics and tap water. We talked about this earlier, how much heavy metals and other things are in our tap water and all the plastics, how they affect and compete for thyroid hormone in the body, and it really just totally disrupts it. Another thing would be find ways to reduce stress. This is a really hard thing to do in today's world because we are just totally stressed out all day. We wake up and it's go, go, go until we hit the pillow, really. So take some time throughout the day, maybe at lunchtime or something. Go in a, go in a quiet room, just kind of sit there with your eyes closed for 15 minutes, maybe do some deep breathing, things like that. This is kind of, this will kind of re, put the reset button on the body because when we're stressed, our cortisol goes up, which drives our thyroid crazy. Another thing would be to balance that blood sugar. We've talked about this before and on other shows, but a good way to balance blood sugar would be make sure you're getting enough fats and proteins throughout the day. So don't just stick with carbohydrates like cereals and breads throughout the day. That makes our blood sugar rise and fall, and that really drives our thyroid crazy. So get up, have a good breakfast, maybe some, some kind of meat, some other kind of protein. Maybe some bacon. Some bacon, some good fats, some olive oils, coconut oils, maybe snack on some nuts or some jerky throughout the day or an avocado. These are all great things to balance blood sugar. And lastly, get your vitamin D tested because low vitamin D not only negatively affects the thyroid, it can leave us prone to all kinds of different diseases and disorders. So that's very, very important. And can I add in one thing before we end for the day? I, from my own experience, think the most important thing that you can do to address your thyroid is to go to someone who is able to run the full 
thyroid panel and to actually be able to find out what is going on, whether you think your thyroid is an issue or you know your thyroid is an issue. Um, because finding the doctors at the Institute of Natural Health has helped me tremendously. And you can't really know what the problem is if you haven't been fully tested. I know that we are out of time for the day, but take it from me, guys. If you are having problems with your thyroid or think that you might be, um, you know, go and get this checked out. I have been able to go through it and come out on the other side doing really well. So I can't stress enough how important that is. So go see the guys at the Institute of Natural Health. I had seen so many different doctors trying to find an answer, and I am so grateful that I finally found them and they were able to figure out what the problem was. So just know that there is hope out there if you are having similar issues. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all have a great week. You're listening to Naturally Speaking on the Big 550 KTRS. We'll see you next week. This has been Naturally Speaking, the show that helps you improve your lifestyle naturally. Naturally Speaking. For more information about the Institute of Natural Health or this show, contact them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. 